This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening everyone and welcome once again into the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind on episode number 14 on season 3 with myself Martin Quilty and as always I am delighted to be joined by the now Zen Anya Fahey. Good evening Anya. Good evening Martin. How, How are, are you? you? I'm oh, great I'm thank you. Fantastic now. I'm after having a bit of um, relaxation therapy there the last couple of minutes so I'm ready and rearing to go. Well, that's not what you said to us two minutes ago but anyway Anya is now Zen then and rearing to go uh, we have a busy schedule coming up this evening lots to discuss we had a busy weekend as well um, last weekend with the AIB championships taking place in Leinster with Thomastown out and James Stevens are out this weekend uh, as well in their semi-final against St Bridget's of Leash but we're going to start with last weekend first and it was the outing of Thomastown with St Vincent's of Dublin in the AIB Leinster Senior Championship semi-final the weather wasn't great. The traffic wasn't great. Thomastown got delayed coming to the match. It had to be put back by 15 minutes. And at the end of the day, it wasn't a good result either, unfortunately, because St. Vincent's of Dublin ran out comfortable winners in the end, 5-11 to 1-11, with four of those goals coming in the first half. And what a display by the St. Vincent's women. Of course, they have two Kilkenny men on the coaching take it up there as well with Aidan Taggy Fogarty and with Canis Hickey as well. So uh, you could see the Kilkenny influence on the St. Vincent's team. But Anya, we had... I suppose expectations potentially mm-hmm. of after watching the Dublin County final and seeing Thomastown play Dixborough and they were awesome with their work rate etc in the final but by God they were given a lesson last Saturday Yeah they certainly will and I suppose you know you know for a lot maybe the scoreline didn't really 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 reflect you know the toughness of the game but I suppose like when you, you kind of look down through it St. Vincent's definitely got the crucial scores at the crucial times you know the goals really were the sinkner for this the sinkner for uh, Thomastown and yeah I suppose like we d- we certainly had high expectations coming into it but we did say previously that you know St. Vincent's were probably looking at, at this as a real a real massive opportunity for them to get to a Leinster final you know they had been beaten previously by Thomastown in in a Leinster final it wasn't a Leinster final yeah. yeah so I suppose this is kind of maybe a bit of a revenge plot for them and you know it just goes to show how Dublin Camogie is growing and how much this St Vincent's team is growing and I suppose like for St Vincent's as opposed to Thomastown St Vincent's have been on the top of their game consistently throughout the last couple of years winning county finals whereas for Thomastown I suppose like you know even though they kind of regrouped and got back together this year and they've had an awful lot of experience and they had an excellent county campaign and you know they've got some brilliant players there it was probably just just that little step too far for them and you know I suppose like listen they'll they'll be happy I suppose the fact that they have the, the Kilkenny title in their back pocket but I'm presuming that they would be obviously a little bit disappointed um, for St Vincent's uh, disappointed to have lost to St Vincent's in that I suppose when you look at it a 5-11 to 1-11 scoreline as we said the goals certainly were, were the difference on the day Thomastown were instigators of their own downfall probably for periods of time in that game like we see their work rate in the county final against Dixborough um, their touches was excellent their passing was exquisite they all worked for each other but the touch and the pass and I mean even at one stage we could hear Jerwell shouting on the sideline you know simple pass to the players because they were trying elaborate things that wasn't working out and it was being punished every single time and I mean if you look at the, the forward line of Ashling Marr you had Alison Maguire in there and Mirren Kelleher I mean we spoke about Mirren and she's normally a full back with Dublin but I mean they really tore the Thomastown defence apart early on in the first half Yeah they certainly are and I suppose when you look at it your inside full forward line are scoring four goals and you know if that's if you know if you have any team going out on any given day and your full forward line is producing four goals like that's a massive massive turning um, and then like when you look at it on Thomastown side like it was their half forward line that really got on the score Eva Hines won nine Emer Farrell a point and Eve Donnelly a point and I suppose that's probably where Thomastown would be a little bit um, a little bit I suppose disappointed with in regards to that because you know we've seen what Sarah Barker and Farrell and Trace Donnelly are capable of doing and you know they've been really pivotal to the Kilkenny victory 
victory for Thomastown this and year. And they had an okay 15 mm. minutes. Like, I mean, it was a slow game to start. There wasn't a score for four minutes. I suppose it was like a, a two boxers sparring with one another to see how both teams were going to line up. Um, then St. Vincent's went and uh, they got 1-1 in quick succession. Um, Neve Hedrington got him off with a point. Now, she was excellent as well, I have to say. Um, uh, Alison Maguire then uh, got a fortuitous goal, I suppose. It came from uh, a defensive lapse, you know, as well. Um, and that left him in. But they hit a purple patch in that period of time from the fourth minute all the way up to the uh, the 15th minute, near enough to it, where they hit five points on the bounce. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things were working better than what they were in the first four minutes. But after the 15 minutes, after one, three to five points was the scoreline, it just went to town quickly, like in the last quarter. Um, and Vincent's got uh, three goals and two points, like in that period of time. And realistically, at half time, it was nearly game over. Yeah, and I suppose, you know what, for Thomastown, like I suppose after conceding 1 1 so early on in the game, and, you know, we've often seen Thomastown do that to the opposition. Like we've seen him do it in the semi final against Clare. And, you know, they, they more or less kind of did it in the county final as well against um, against Dixborough, too. I suppose if Fush was, the shoe was on nearly on the other foot now in, in this instance but I suppose like when St. Vincent they took every opportunity when they got those three goals in the latter stages of the first half that's probably really what propelled them on and pushed them on and it's very hard for a team to go in at half time after conceding that much in the first half to really kind of you know bounce back up from it. Now don't get me wrown I'm sure Thomastown went out all guns blazing they left everything on the field the management team was still very very proud of them the girls were oh, yeah. still very proud of yep. themselves but I suppose you know it's just a little kind of a lapse in concentration really and you know it, it allowed St. Vincent's in for those three goals and ultimately that was the killer I mean realistically um, I would have thought maybe that they might have switched Anna Farrell um, and brought her out a small little bit because she was really lost in a full forward um, and in fairness to Deirdre Johnston she was doing enough in on Anna I mean we've seen what Anna can realistically mm-hmm. do like when she is brought out a bit um, and not to get on the score sheet it's always disappointment for her as well Um but I mean, the, the forwards for uh, St. Vincent's, when I say you have Neve Hetherington that was there, um, Ashling Marr, Mirren Kelleher and Alison Maguire. I mean, at one stage, um, and I'm just trying to figure out here where Mirren um, got her goal. And it was actually in the first half um, and it was the third goal that they scored. I mean, it was defensive laps by Thomastown. Alison Maguire came like a footballer, jinked her toe in underneath the slitter, put it up into her hand and all within the one movement, Myrne Kelleher was coming off the shoulder, hand pass to her, bang, ball was in the net. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a goal. It was brilliant. Um, it was great play by the St. Vincent's forwards. But if you are a Thomastown back or management, you're looking at that and the heads really did drop with the girls going in at half time. But they did come out guns blazing in the second half. Um, and I mean, it was what? One, two, three, four, five, six scores for Thomastown and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven scores to, um, to St. Vincent's. So, I mean, the second half was pretty enough even albeit that Vincent did get another goal as well but look it just wasn't to be but you Mm -hmm. did say that uh, the Thomastown could be very proud of their performance and I managed to catch up with Ger Welsh after the game and this is what Ger had to say Ger Welsh disappointment but what can you say Vincent's were just awesome today just too good on the day Martin yeah look they caught us in the first half with a couple of goals and look it was a tough hill to climb back up but look we showed our character back in the second half we came out we fought tooth and nail for everything and I, I thought we brought a bit of pride back to ourselves anyway well, you certainly did that. I mean, you hit a right purple patch there, getting five points on the trot. Only a point in it coming up to, what was it, the 15th minute of the yeah. first quarter? Like, you were well yeah. in the game. But as you say, a couple of goals then, uh, just yeah. before half time, really set Vincent's up. Really set him up, yeah. Look, and we didn't track coming through the middle. That's what we spoke about, work rate and everything like that. And we just got caught for two of them. And then there was a free that she went for, fair play towards, she went for the goal in it. Um, so, look, at we can't have any complaints here today. They were the better team on the day. I could see on the sideline there even roaring and shouting at the girls with simple passes and a pass would go astray or you'd miss a pick up yeah, yeah. frustrating like simple little mistakes cost you a small little bit cost us, it did cost us dearly in the wind up because I mean even the simple mistake for the first goal uh, on our puck out like it was cut out and went back in for the goal like you said just not given the simple ball not given the quick ball where other days we did today whether it was just 
the scoreline maybe in their heads or whatever but you know it's like when you're in a hole it just gets deeper and deeper on you uh, things just don't go right for you and, and they just didn't go right for us today not taken away from Vincent's they were superb on the day and hurled really well but it's just our final pass everything just just wasn't there today where it was other days Looking from the sideline in it felt like that you were giving Vincent's a small bit too much respect in the first half Possibly but we didn't go out to do that do you know what I mean uh, we came up here saying like going in against the board the last day we're, we knew we were going to be a huge battle and we we're going to have to front up physically from the start which I thought we did but it's just I think lapse of concentration whatever it was I don't know but like the couple of goals just really just killed ourselves we thought the comeback was on when Eva Hines got that yeah. brilliant goal 30 metres out like yeah. Ashton's was good in the first half but Eva's was twice as good in the second half super goal, but, but they just came back again they then came back again do you know what I mean and probably tiredness and everything got to us like we were we were chasing shadows there at some stage near the end there for that last goal uh, do you know and it was just a huge disappointment for that one to go in uh, but look at goals win the matches and they got the goals today and we didn't any day you lose a Leinster semi-final it's tough knowing that there's one spot to get to a final but in fairness to yourself and the whole team it's been a fabulous year and to win the county final to get into Leinster has been a huge bonus for yourselves Ah look it was we said that was the start of the year um, you know and a lot was made of players that, that have gone travelling or have gone off to work abroad like, and they're huge losses like. but we, we said we still had players that were capable of winning the county final and that proved to be if, when, if we said about things correctly and, and we just worked hard worked hard kept our head down and just look at we got through um, through some great matches in Kilkenny through Gordon then through Clare and then through the Borough like they were all superb games and it was just I couldn't be prouder of the bunch that's here like you know what I mean I've, I've known a lot of them and I've been involved with a lot of them for a long number of years at underage and all the way up and I mean every day you go out uh, they still su- not surprise you but you're still in awe of the, the heart and determination and everything that they bring to the game well, they Which, have great character in fairness like they never died even when the goals and it looked like that that game was gone out your grasp no they never give up and they always keep fighting but I mean I can go back to other days like over the years to fail a semi-finals up in Attenroy and that like where, where they did the exact same like when they were kids and you just were in awe of the, the courage and the bravery they bought and they did again today and Jesus once you have that you have a lot this team is still very young to be fair too yeah. Eel, like there's a yeah. lot of young girls to stay here what's the future hold for Thomastown future's bright for Thomastown look at it's just it's again coming off of the back of a pandemic and like that like as we said during the summer an awful lot of girls went on holidays which they had to do you know you have to keep your head right mentally you have to keep yourself right uh, but I mean there's a lot of good girls coming through the future is bright for Camogie in general in Kilkenny when you look around at all the other clubs as well but look at Thomastown will be up there thereabouts again next year um, and just need, maybe need to push on um, I hope there's no more no retirements or talk of retirements but you, you never know but look at uh, if they can just kick on and keep going they're always be there thereabouts Well commiserations today it just wasn't to be wasn't in the semi-final but uh, you certainly done the county and yourselves proud and whatever happens next and even with the Come On Kind team later on with the, a few nominees a that few you have few nominees there Mark yeah look it was great it was great for the girls uh, just, I must say to the five that missed out now whatever they did wrong I don't know but <laughs> we never do right with you at all do we <laughs> anyway thanks for that Mark there. thanks very much mind yourself uh, sure, it wouldn't be a day on the Come On Kind podcast without someone having a cut at either of the two of us, but it's all uh, in good banter, um, I have to say. And yeah, just a pity for Thomastown. They really played their part in uh, the Leinster Championship. It's a pity that we're not talking about them playing in the Leinster final at the weekend. But obviously it is the champions, Eulert the Ballock, uh, reigning Leinster champions, is going to be taking on St. Vincent's of Dublin in that final. That's going ahead on Sunday. Um, I think at half past one in the SETU main campus Carlo or the old Carlo IT for anybody uh, who doesn't uh, understand these new abbreviations because there's so many of them going around at the minute. We were hoping to have a chat with Jack Dunphy um, about the colleges this uh, weekend on the podcast but unfortunately due to time constraints uh, and we not being able to pre-record uh, that has been pushed back to next week so we will have Jack available to discuss all things uh, upcoming for 
the championship uh, when it comes to the CCAO level as well. But for Thomastown, um, that is it for their Leinster campaign. They are still county champions and they will look forward to preparing for next year and holding on to that title. And you never know, maybe winning it again back to back and getting into the Leinster Championship. We obviously have a second team in Leinster this weekend coming. And after James Stevens' brilliant victory against Raharney two weeks ago, they are going to be out again on Saturday. It is another home venue for them out in Park Seamus, Stephon on the Kells Road. They're going to be taking on St. Bridget's of Leash. Onion, you played St. Bridget's of Leash earlier on in the season. And challenge game you said mm-hmm. um, it's not going to be an easy one for James Stevens. but uh, do you think they have enough in the tank to get him over the line in this one as well yeah do you know what I think they do and I think you know they obviously won the Intermediate County Championship in Kilkenny and you know great style and I suppose you know kind of had to maybe do it the hard way in the fact that you know they were going up against a really good Rornish Deeg team and you know really had to kind of pull it out of the depths in the second half and you know they certainly did that and you know then they went on to play Raharney of Westmeath and you know any Westmeath club team that you're going to come up against is always going to be fair strong and you know we mentioned it already the weather that day was absolutely horrendous and you know some of the some of the plays that they had were great and I think because it's new territory for James Stevens, I think this is something that they'll be relishing in they have all the experience in the world like you look down through their panel there like they have the likes of Hannah Scott they have Emma Minogue they have Neve Dealey Michelle Teen Sophie O'Dwyer all these girls you know have wore the black and amber jerseys so they have a wealth of experience in there Aoife Cantwell as well Neve Brennan or you know Neve, Neve Butler as she would have been formerly known she wore the Kilkenny jersey on many occasions as yeah. well and throw Emma Gaffney the new girl then in exactly. a fullback as well Do you know like I really think this I really think this um, James Stevens team I think they're going to be something really there's something really special about them and I think they're definitely going to you know throw everything at throw everything at St. Bridget this year St. Bridget's yeah like we played them in a challenge match at the start of the year and you know what they're good they're very very balanced throughout the whole field and they have some really really good players like you look at Emer Hassett I believe she's only 16 years of age and she got player of the match in their county final there um, you know so and you know a really good player Jesse Quinlan's after getting the, the Leash Camogie player of the year as well and then you have Roisin Kilmartin their captain as well who's obviously leading the leading it to the force they had a really good victory over I think was it Oilgate of Wexford yep. in their in their Leinster campaign to 6 points I think was the final score yeah yeah so you know what they're obviously going to be going into this with confidence and you know Leash Camogie is very very proud Camogie as well and you know St. Bridges have you know really kind of come into themselves in the last couple of years I think in Leash and really have made a stamp of them and they're definitely the team to be watched out as well so I think we're in for a serious serious game on Saturday Well someone else who is going to be relishing that fact is going to be the James Stevens manager and that is John Scott and if I push this button hopefully I can be joined on the line by the James Stevens manager as I said John Scott. Good evening, John. Are you there? Good evening, Martin. How are you doing? I am very well now. Thank you very much. And yourself? Ah, sorry, not too bad, no. Not too bad. Good, good. You have been in full preparation mode uh, with a fortnight at this stage almost um, after your victory against Raharney the last day uh, in what was cold, wet, blistery conditions. And things don't look like they're going to improve this week either, I'm afraid, John, for the game on Saturday. But you are going to be taking on St. Bridget's of Leash out on the Kells Road. Um, So another day out in Leinster for yourselves and another big day for the club to host the matches. As well, ah, yeah, look, it's great to actually get two two uh, home advantage in the last round and in the semi final. It's actually great to have that. At least, you, hopefully, we get the support out for Saturday. Um, look, it's massive, it's massive for the club. I just to keep you know to to, to go into Leinster, especially look after winning the quarter final. Um, look, we're coming up against St. Bridges. I know they are, I think I had a look at one of their games there in. One of the and um, I think it was the count, uh, county final against Camrose. Look, they're a serious outfit. So, look, we'll just we'll we go we give it as best as we can. Yeah, that was going to be my next question because I spoke with Taggy Fogarty after the game uh, with Thomastown at the weekend as well and they had been down at the county final but they were also doing video analysis as well from uh, the uh, the games that Thomastown had played in so they had their homework done so no doubt yourself and the rest of the management team in James Stevens have been doing the same with the same bridges and Oni was just saying and you know yourself from your time in at the county management that uh, Leash is a very proud county when it comes to Camogie uh, and they take the Camogie very, very seriously. So Raharney was a tough test for yourselves, but this is probably going to be a little step up even more. Uh, yeah, I do think so, that they are a step up. Like um, I, As I say, I watched the video of their county final against Camaros. I thought they were a well-drilled team. They just knew what... They all have a job to do. They all do it well. 
So, look, I think myself, it will be, it will be, look, we have looked at the videos and stuff like that and we've done a bit of analysis on them. But I do think myself that it will, it will come down to the wire. I think, like, uh, if we play the way we can play, um, it's going to take a fair team to pieces as well. Well, you know yourself from the conditions the last day, John, that you accustomed yourself very well to them. Um, it was probably the same down in Oilgate for uh, St. Bridget's as well. But the fact that it is a home venue as well, um, the second one in a row for you, like that really pushed you on. And the big crowd that you had in the Kells Road the last day as well, you know, gave you that extra impotence as well um, going forward into the game. And it certainly pushed the girls on, especially coming near the, the end of the final whistle and that to get them over the line in it. So how important is home at advantage and a big crowd expected again on Saturday with yourselves oh yeah look the home advantage is massive boost like to everybody and and to get the support uh, the last day and even for the county final um, we just we've been pushing it and pushing the camogie kind of in the club over the last couple of months as well trying to get the supporters out and come and support the girls they deserve it as much as any of the hurlers do so we've been doing that and we've been pushing it and like fair enough that James Stevens fair play to to have started coming out in their numbers to support us which is very good and hopefully we'll have a big crowd there again on Saturday and as I say like the home advantage is massive to us like huge well with the help of God that the weather might pick up a small little bit as well and you can get a, an extra crowd out I know after the last day as well that you were telling me you were going to take the week off and give the girls a rest period because it had taken so much out of them from that game with all the exertions and the tackles that was flying in around the place and the effort that was put in by everyone so I'm assuming you had the week off but then all guns blazing then with the, the last week in preparations to get for this game so how has the preparations been going for you this week? Preparations have been going well. As um, we did take the route that week off, we didn't get back till the Friday night. I think after um, the Friday and the Sunday, uh, we trained now during the week last week. But it is hard uh, at the moment because there's so many of our girls away in college and away. And actually, last Wednesday night was a horrendous night, so we actually told them to stay away as well. So we only trained like on the Friday again and the Sunday. So like the midweek train, uh, look, it is hard for the clubs at the moment. I think just they are a lot. Of Girls walking away and in college and stuff like that. Like, so look, I don't, I don't expect them to be driving back. The weather is too bad at the moment as well. Like you know, so does that hamper you though, a small little bit, John? To have now, obviously they are still training with the colleges and with yourselves. But the fact that a lot of the girls are away in college and they could have games, and it depends on where they are in the the league. I know some of them are probably going to be playing this weekend in, or this week, I should say, in league finals, um, etc. So has that hampered uh, your preparations for the weekend, or are you fearful that some of the girls, even at this stage, could be near burnout? Yeah, no, I do. I, I actually fear it now. And, and I have to say, though, some of the managers from the colleges, I've been in contact with them all. And some of them have been very, very good to the girls. And they know, like even this weekend, they know we have a Leinster semi-final. And uh, a few of them have left the girls off from even from training to uh, give them a bit of a rest before the game. Uh, and I think it was actually uh, Minute. I think Hannah kind of Larkin is involved with Minute. And they were in a relegation one, but their actually game was called off. So it's not until next week, so that kind of relieved her a little bit. Um, other than that, uh, I think most of the managers have been very good to us uh, as regards the college um, and give the girls a little bit of a break coming up to the game. And there's not much time in between the finals either, John, because the final is uh, penciled in then for the following weekend as well on the, the Sunday, the 27th. And this weekend is probably the, the biggest game that the club has probably encountered in uh, your short uh, spell um, out there as well. But uh, the fact that you're only one game away from playing in a Leinster final, um, it's something that the, the club is probably going into it with a bit of uh, trepidation um, and you know maybe a bit of nervousness but still uh, it's a one that you can relish and with the help of God you can get into the county or the Leinster final I should say Yeah look and th- but the girls but these are, I've been just telling the girls like these are the girls these are the matches that they want to be playing in. they do all this training you know week in week out um, and I know like to win the county final was huge um, but look these are the games you want to be playing you want to be playing when you, get, when you actually win your your county. You want to go on and represent your county in your club. Um, I think it's just as a privilege to do that as well. But and as I said, something I just keep on saying, like you know, all these games, it's just a privilege to be playing in them. Just great to get the to get the actual chance to play in these games. It's huge. 
Well, it certainly is a big day for the club. Um, and as far as I can remember, Onion, you might stand me corrected on this. We haven't actually even had um, anyone partaken in the knockout stages of the Intermediate Championship since Piltown's victory, I think, back in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. So you're in good uh, company there, John. Um, and we certainly... 16, Tullerone won, won the Leinster Intermediate in 2015 Tullerone won the Leinster Intermediate in 2015 Piltown won the following year didn't they in 2016 was it the 2016 yeah, one yeah because they went on and they uh, played in the All-Ireland Finals with snowing up in that's Park. right yeah I couldn't remember yeah. whether it was 15 or 16 yeah, in it yeah, yeah. Um, but John neither the less it's, uh, it's certainly going to be a big day and we're going to be enjoying following uh, the progress and hopefully all fingers crossed from everyone in Kilkenny and with ourselves as well um, that you can go out and do it it won't be easy but we know if the people of Kilkenny get behind the team um, and your supporters out there as well we have no doubt that you can go into the Leinster final as well but as you always say it's only one game at a time and you have to get over St Bridget's first at the weekend and we certainly wish you the very best of luck in that game Thanks very much Martin Thank you John pleasure as always that is John Scott the manager of the James Stevens intermediate team now senior team as they won the intermediate final um, playing in the intermediate championship in Leinster against St. Bridget's of Leash on Saturday um, coming at half past one out in Park James Stephen on the Kells Road but yeah, a big day for the club, Anya. I mean, you played in the, the Leinster final mm-hmm. um, with Tullerone. We know that Piltown has gone all the way to the final, won the intermediate All-Ireland final. But playing in a, a Leinster final, and I know they're still only in the semi-final yet and they have to get over the line, but for a club itself, like, to be partaking in a, a provincial final, like, it's a huge occasion and one that every club would love to be in and a lot of clubs don't get that chance. No, they certainly don't. And you know what? John is right. Like home advantages, it's it's massive for them coming into a Leinster semi-final. Like I remember when we when we won the Leinster final in 2015, we played our semi-final in Tullerone against Ballyboden. Now it was the week after the county final. Um, but, you know, I think it was nearly the excitement. We were still kind of on a high after winning the county final. And, you know, then after winning that, we had so much support at the semi-final, especially because it was in our backyard as well. And, you know what? John is dead right. Like that is, that's going to be massive, massive for them. Because like, you know, Leisha's, only up the road and you can be guaranteed that St. Bridges of right down here are going to bring an awful crowd down to Leash are great supporters yeah, to be fair to them yeah. as it is like, and they don't have to travel like you're only talking maybe what 40 minutes really up the road 40-45 minutes so like they're definitely going to travel in their drones and you know John is right like they need to get as much support as possible um, into James Stevens on, on Saturday because you know it is it's a huge opportunity it's a, it's a massive step for any club and it's you know it's such a great honour to represent your county and your club at Leinster level and you know I really feel like if they can get over the line in this one I think that they can go on and win the Leinster final but I think this is going to be a massive massive test for James Stevens this weekend From the day again Raharney it's obviously as I said to John going to be a step up to the next level because Raharney while they came out of the blocks well Mm -hmm. they started very very well James Stevens got to grips with him through that horrible day that's in it but I mean Leash teams are always tough to beat. We've seen that with Camros. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen that with any leash team that you've been involved in with the county girls. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're always there or thereabouts. Where can James Stevens win this game at the weekend? I suppose the one thing for James Stevens going into this, like they can't take it for granted just because it's a leash team that that they're playing up against. And I know everybody kind of holds every Kilkenny team to a very high standards when they're playing in a Leinster Championship. So I suppose like they really need to remain very very composed and they need to go at it and you know they need to they need to kind of you know to let the shackles off and really enjoy themselves going into this game. I suppose like you do need your big name players that really have to perform on the day. Like you know we are going to be expecting a massive massive performance from the likes of Emma Minogue Hannah Scott Neve Dealey Michelle Teen and um, Sophie O'Dwyer but the rest of the players really need to kind of like bow in around that too you know I think when you're looking at it and I was just kind of reading over a couple of reports there from the Leash Komogi um, website there you look at Emer Hassett I mentioned her beforehand she's 16 years of age she scored 1-9 in the county final for um, for St Bridges from their one thirteen, and it was her first time ever playing in O'More Park wow do you know like that's 
is serious and that girl is only going to be coming on and bringing in so much confidence there's a baptism of fire for you yeah massive like so whoever is going to be marking her needs to literally like they need to nail down a marker from the get go they really need to push it on for straight away like and I think you know we need some big performances especially from I feel like the James team forwards let's not leave it to the, the same players that you know that are always con- consistently on the scoreboard but I think do you know what James Stephen backs I think this is where I think it's it's up to them I think this is where they're going to win it. if their half back line can remain really really tight Leash are going to be runners we have to remember they're very very involved with football as well yep. in saying that a lot of this James Stevens team would have been on the Kilkenny City football team so you know you've got a couple of footballers fitness in that as well fitness won't be an issue for them anyway no, that's for fitness sure is not going to be an issue for either of them and you know what both teams probably probably St Bridges probably had the tougher of the Leinster semi-final when you kind of look at it on, on score wise but I think in saying that I think this one is definitely going to come down to the wire well talking about fitness we are shortly going to be talking to someone who's well into fitness and can give us all of the tips coming up to big games but yeah this one is going to be the AIB Leinster Intermediate Championship Club semi-final between James Stevens and St Bridget's of Leash out in the Kells Road on Saturday just to repeat it again at 1.30 it is an all ticket affair don't forget to get your tickets through the usual outlets um, and they are available through the Leinster uh, Camogie Facebook page and Twitter feed as well and you'll be able to get all of the details there about how you can purchase them but obviously we are in the middle of our come on kind team of the year as well and having still plenty of rows trying to pick the team after we announced the nominations last week and we are delighted as I said to be joined by a fitness guru and one of our sponsors of the come on kind it is David Roach from the Roach Injury Sports Clinic and I think David is gone actually okay so uh, we need to get him back on the line uh, and I, he's not actually available at the minute so I need to give him a shout back okay he's just after texting me um, so talking about the Come On Kind team of the year um, the nominations were announced uh, last weekend and clubs mm-hmm. have been sharing it the votes I have to say have outpassed last year's mm-hmm. votes at the minute it's phenomenal and there's still plenty of time to get in before the 25th don't forget if you want to pick your player of the year you have a choice um, of three candidates in each of it go on to the scoreline.ie uh, Facebook page or their website um, click on the link you'll be able to vote for the player that you want to see getting the player of the year um, and there's still plenty of time to do it up to the 25th but we have a, sm- a slight little tweak on uh, last week's nominations um, where in the junior there was a couple of nominations that we had in that we thought they were forwards because they were after been giving us forwards but they're not they're actually backs mm-hmm. so we're tweaking it a small little bit so you might uh, actually give us the uh, the details of uh, that one so instead of being nominated in the forwards they're actually going to be nominated in the back so instead of having 14 uh, back nominations that we had last week that's going to be flipped around um, uh, sorry 14 forwards is going to be flipped around and we're going to have 14 back nominations instead so yeah you might go through that with us Anya yeah now to be fair like it was just it was just a mistake um, and these girls are still they're still nominated they're, still, they're nominated in, in, their, in their correct position so we do apologise for that um, Katie Buchel um, from Tuller Ross Birkin am I pronouncing her name right Katie yeah. Buchel yeah, um, yeah. yeah she is go- she's nominated in the backs and Emily McCarthy from Piltown is also nominated in the backs so there we uh, do apologise for that oversight there um, but the girls are nominated in their correct positions and everything is fine there but yeah like it's it's exciting like it's hard to kind of nail down like there's there's not really many kind of you know um, you know ones that we could say that are dead setters really at the moment for a lot of the positions because it is quite tough and you know we are still taking on a lot of feedback from other from other people as well so yeah it's really good it's exciting um, we'll probably still be doing it the night before the Zoom calls the are fun yeah so they are they're very very fun and we will not. probably still be announcing this we'll probably still be fighting it over 24 hours before the actual awards night so you know things are things are changing each and every day and I suppose like the gold envelopes are still empty them well you famous, got them wrong last year man. famous so gold I'm envelopes actually, I'm taking charge of that this year now so there won't be any mess ups on it um, but yeah you know what it's exciting and you know what you're dead right it's great to see so many people voting for the player of the year 
awards as well and uh, it's going to be very very interesting to see who comes out on top of that from the public vote and it's a much bigger event this year than yeah, last huge. year as well mm-hmm. um, because we're running it uh, something slightly the same as the All Stars itself the way that it's run um, so it is a big event obviously all the nominees are being invited mm-hmm. the emails have gone out to all of yep. the nominees as well so they just have to get their RSVPs back into us um, as quickly as possible but it is going to be held on the 2nd of December it's a Friday evening it is by invitation only because of numbers but the good news for you all is that it is going to be available and streamed online with further details to come uh, in the upcoming weeks but it will be streamed from 7pm and all of the award winners will be announced on the night for the junior, senior and intermediate team of the year which I suppose in itself gives a bit more hype and mm-hmm. a bit more profile and make it a bit more special for the club player. Yeah, do you know what? And I think that's what's really important about it. And you're dead right. Like it is kind of something similar to the All-Stars now. Granted, we're not going to be expecting girls to rock on up in ball gowns and fellas to be rocking on up in tuxes or anything no, like that. it's not black toy <laughs> no, affair. No, certainly not. Me and you, maybe, <laughs> yes, but uh, the rest, no. No, yeah. Do you know what? You're dead right. And it is, I suppose, like this is kind of the start of it. Last year, you know, we, we brought in just the, the winners, the winners of it, presented them with their awards. And I suppose this year we want to go that step further. We want to bring in all the nominees and you know I suppose as the years go on we want to make this a bigger bigger a bigger and better event each year and hopefully you know in the next couple of years it could be a black tie event in some lavish hotel in Kilkenny or whatever. Well now if there was a big sponsor out there that (laughs) certainly wants to get behind this and make it as big as as possible as the All Stars is um, that we will be chatting about next week because obviously that's going ahead on the 26th Mm -hmm. so that's not far coming as well but yeah look it's uh, it gives a bit more promotion to the club player it yes. makes it a bit special for them um, and as you say our vision for the future for this would be that it would be a, a big black toy event that mm-hmm. we'd be able to do this um, properly and make a really big deal of it all together but for the time being it's going nicely. Yeah, it is. Like, and I, do you know what? I'm looking forward to it and I'm excited about it. And, you know, just like the emails have gone out last night and today, some of them would have got them today as well. So if any, when any of the nominees got it, if you could please just let us know um, if you were bringing a guest or not, because, you know, they are invited with a guest. Um, just let us know the numbers because we do need to prepare for other little things as well on the night. And um, if you could Like just, getting security yeah. in and <laughs> confiscating all hurls or weapons that might be trying to affect us yeah. on the night. Do you know what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so yeah, if they could just um, respond back to the email that they would have received and just let us know, that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, I have my own personal bodyguard on uh, on coming with me as well, just in case. Aren't I you lucky? Yeah, just in case I get better around the place. But sure, listen, it is what it is now at this stage. I'll, uh, I'll uh, try and fight my own battles, I think. Uh, well, I can't see it coming to that, but no, we're really looking forward to it. And the fact that it is going to be streamed live as well will give everyone an mm-hmm. opportunity to see how uh, things are going with that as well um, right so as we said we are just waiting for uh, David Roach to be free he's just uh, in a meeting with a client at the minute so he'll be free shortly um, but for the time being Jerry Drennan in fairness was listening to our podcast last week and he sent us on all of the school's fixtures um, for the post-primary uh, Leinster colleges and there is a lot a lot a lot of pages um, to get through in it with different teams now these games have all come already uh, they started on the 1st of October so round 1 was the 1st of October round 2 the 15th of October round 3 was the 29th of October we are heading into round 4 which had to be played by this weekend and then round 5 has to be played by the 26th of November um, and just uh, as the fixtures I have here in front of me um, we have Loretto Kilkenny and the presentation of Kilkenny playing in the Leinster Colleges A Championship Um, And the last lot of fixtures for next weekend is going to be Loretto of Kilkenny playing Loretto of Wexford. Now, there is a mouthwater toy um, to be able to go and see. And it is a home game for the Loretto in Kilkenny as well. And then presentation, Kilkenny has an away game to Kalosh de Breda in uh, Carnew um, so all of those games are on we don't have results at the minute because in fairness to Jerry and the rest of the coordinators they're trying to get them all um, together 
uh, as well so we're just waiting to see um, and as I said games already by the 19th of November have probably or near enough have been played this weekend uh, so if we can get results from Jerry, we will do and he was telling me that hopefully all of the games will be played and they'll be ready to go with the semi-finals they're down for decision on the 7th of January in 2023 with the first name team at home and the first in the group will play the fourth in the group and the second in the group will play the third in the group and as we know Loretto, Kilkenny and Prez always um, very high profile teams Mm -hmm. Uh, you know that yourself you have played with uh, Loretto in the Leinster Colleges um, and it's also great to be able to play with your own school and represent your school and especially when you're wearing a black and amber jersey as well when you're in the the Loretto the Prez obviously Mm -hmm. wear the blue but still you know two very good and proud uh, colleges they are secondary schools so um we have uh, high expectations again for either one of them to be in the All-Ireland semi-finals or the All-Ireland final. Yeah, we certainly do. I suppose you know, Loretta Kilkenny have certainly kind of you know um, set the set the bar high when it comes to the, the schools the schools championship. And but you know what, presentation of Kilkenny have been literally coming the last couple of years. I think was it last year, the year before there was a draw match in the Leinster final and it went to replay. And I think Loretta that was won. Last year. Yeah, yeah, last year. Um, you know, so you know it, it really has been tit for tat. Probably should have bet him actually in yeah. the, the first day out. But so yeah, um, yeah do you know what? Like we have we have an awful lot of wealth of experience in, coming from both. Loretto and from presentation I think was I, I was looking at the Loretto Facebook page there one day and I think was it 14 or 15 past pupils that are on the Kilkenny Senior Camogie team as well so that's huge it's huge huge numbers too so they definitely both schools are producing the goods when it comes to comes to great players and you know really good to see some uh, former players kind of going back as teachers and you know training the training the school's team Mary O'Connell was involved in the presentation Kilkenny last year and you know what it's great so you have the Loretto Kilkenny and the presentation Kilkenny are both um, in the, the Senior A Championship um, in the Senior B Championship you've got Castle Comer and you have Sherburst Vocational School is only up the road there there in that as well um, Well, we'll while well, you're on the Senior B we'll actually give the uh, the fixtures for that as well mm-hmm. so um, obviously their last round was the 29th of October so they are in quarter final stages at the minute and we don't have uh, the draw for the quarter finals in that um, yet but uh, say Burris Vocation School and Castlecomer Community School are in Group 2 um, and the winner and the runner-up in that group will take part in the quarterfinals but as we said uh, we didn't get details of the quarterfinals in that so if we can get them again uh, we certainly will. Uh, semi-finals are down to be played on the 7th of January and um, the Leinster final is down to be played on the 14th of January the same with the Leinster A as well. Um, moving on then to the Leinster C uh, colleges we have uh, a couple of teams as well I don't see anyone in group one from no. Kilkenny but we certainly have Kalosh Dewira <clears throat> excuse me in Johnstown yeah. uh, Abbey Community College in Ferrybank and I'm also going to uh, put in our Lady of Lourdes um, in Ross because there will be a good few of the Kilkenny girls that would be involved um, with them as well so uh, they're on round four at the minute um, round five uh, we'll see the our fixtures done by the 3rd of December um, and just so that we can see it so uh, Abbey Community College has a home game against Ole, um, Ross Berkham mm-hmm. uh, so that game is going to be played before the 3rd of December uh, presentation Bagnallstown is going to be taking on Kalosh Dewira in Johnstown um, and that is an away game for Kalosh Dewira in Johnstown and again the Leinster final for all of them games are down for the 14th of January with semi-finals down to be played around the 7th of January as well uh, Anya, uh, Colleges D, Camogie. Um, we obviously have Grenning College, I can see there, in Group 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same again, they are going to have a home game against, uh, I think, Mount Melick to be played before the 3rd of December. Is it Mount Melick? Uh, just to go back there into, into the senior C there you've got Cla- I forgot Cla- yeah well, we, we actually well. have the, the new named um, yeah Cloche Henri is the uh, I should have known that actually is uh, say it for me um, Callum, well, Callum, St. Bridget's yeah. of Callan and uh, the CBS in Callan as well. So that's Collage to Henry. So my apologies to them. I actually missed that one. So uh, they actually have a home game against Skull Creestry um, from Port Leash. 
in the senior C um, and again we have no results at these at the minute but we'll go through them anyway and see what we can sort out but yeah uh, senior D then was that game between Grenon and Mount Melick so that is to be played uh, the junior uh, colleges then um, they're obviously out as well and we have Loretto in Kilkenny we have Kalosh de Aon Re and the presentation of Kilkenny all in the one group there. Uh, and their last round of matches was last weekend or to be played by last weekend. So they're waiting for the semi finals to be played on the 14th of January. So there's a good long gap in between that one. Uh, the Leinster College's Junior B, we have Kalosh de Weir, Johnstown, Castlecomer Community School, and Boris Azoni said just up the road from us. They are all in Group 2, and Ross Burke and Her Lady of Lewards in Ross Birkin is in Group 3 with again all of those games are due to have finished at this stage with the semi-finals due to be played on the 14th of January um, Abbey Community College is taking part in the Junior C uh, competition and uh, I did Haywood. Do Haywood Haywood would probably have a lot from Ballyragas Castlecoma area um, we have a couple of teachers there as well Vivian Holmes Lydia Fitzpatrick Vivian in Haywood she is mm-hmm. oh, very mm-hmm. good um, yeah well I'd be expecting she's probably uh, out with the Camogie women um, and a good girl she is there to have over them as well so again all those fixtures are due to have been played at this stage and huge gaps there from the 22nd of October was the last game if they were played by then to the 14th of January but all those semi-finals are due to be played there um, have we anyone in the junior D on you I don't Jewish think so Oh, Jewish College, sorry. Yes, I can see Jewish College there in uh, Group 3. And again, they're, um, if they have been getting through, they're down for decision on the 14th of January into the semi-finals. Um, and other than that, that is all of the college's games. We do know that the CCO, CCAO uh, games are going ahead as well. Um, and they are down to the final stages. And as I said, we were hoping that we could get Jack on the phone um, but things didn't work out that way but the finals of the CCAO in the Division 1 final it's down for decision tomorrow evening on the 16th of November in Mallow GAA and it is the University of Limerick Wolves and they are taking on UCC uh, of Cork that is the Division 1 final the Division 2 final sees the South East Technological University of Carlo they're taking on University Limerick uh, 2 and that is on this Thursday the 17th at 7.30 in Piltown GAA so lots of players there in Carlo um, managed of course by Anne and Angela Downey um, and they're going to be taking on UL uh, in Division 2 four uh, I'm just looking so we have uh, TU Dublin 2 versus University of Galway 2 that's going ahead in Athlone and as you heard John say earlier on the Division 1 relegation game between Maynooth University and Galway has been postponed at the minute uh, the Division 2 relegation between DCU 2 and TUS Midwest that's going ahead uh, tonight actually it's probably over at this stage that was due to be taking place at 6 o'clock um, the Division 3 semi-finals have Queen's University of Belfast taking on either UCD or MTU Kerry uh, and UCD MTU Kerry versus St Mary's and all the way down to Division 5 ATU Sligo versus Queen University Belfast 2 and McGee versus MIC Limerick 2 as well so Anya, lots and lots and lots <coughs> of games going ahead. Um, obviously, the college games are all in full swing at the minute. And as we said earlier, they're on a, a very tight time frame because the season for them is uh, so short. It's the same with the schools, post-primary yeah. schools. And I'm just actually <coughs> looking at a result here. So... Um, who is that? The Division 4 champions. So... Komogi Ulskull Nagolova uh, is actually after beating TU Dublin mm-hmm. um, on that scoreline this evening so uh, lots to be played for but yeah the launch of the CCAO uh, f- 
games to take place uh, that's obviously the Ashburn uh, the Purcell Cup uh, the Nimue Long Cup um, etc they all were made uh, last week and we're going to have a preview show with Jack next week Great. if we can get him to have it but um yeah, your, um, your time in college while I make this phone call and see if I can get uh, David on the phone. Um, and we heard John talking about it there earlier as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, hindrance are beneficial to teams, especially in the Leinster Championship, to have the college's game on the same time as the club championships. I suppose you can kind of look at it in two ways. Yes, it's a hindrance in case girls do get injured in it. But in saying that, when you have a team and like you know, like John had said, like he has a lot of girls that are away in college, and you know, especially if you girls in like Galway, Cork, Limerick, Dublin, and you know, at the end of the day, these are club players. They're not intercounty players. We can't really be expecting them to travel home two, three nights a week for a training session. Um, even though you know, to be honest with you, a lot of them would probably do it no problem at all. But in saying that, at least if they're training up in the colleges they're keeping their touch in they're keeping their fitness up so in a way it can actually be really really beneficial to the clubs as well so they don't have to worry about dragging girls back down the country because that can take an awful lot out of them like if you have a player that's in in any of those counties Limerick, Cork uh, Galway or Dublin even like that's probably an extra three hours driving in a car on top of their week in college and then they're training like they're bound to be wrecked it's, it's going to drain for them and you know that's where it could really start to demise in their fitness as well so I think yeah it's certainly um, it can be it can be of benefit with that regards but you know obviously you just kind of hope they don't get injured but I think to be fair like the colleges are very aware that there is um, club championships still going on and they would be very cautious about the players that they're going to be playing and using in these games like you know the Ashburn and no disrespect to the league but the Ashburn is the main one that every college of wants to win it's the same as the All Earned Championship. Exactly. Yeah. <coughs> exactly. Well, talking about fitness, and we are going to go and try for round two because you brought me nicely into this one again, um, and we can possibly discuss things. But as I was saying earlier, hopefully, when I push the button this time, we are going to be joined by David Road from the Road Injury Sports Clinic, one of our sponsors for the Come On Kind and a fitness guru himself. David Roach, are you there this time? Hello. We have gremlins on you. I don't think he wants to talk. We have gremlins definitely somewhere in the system. Um, Right, okay. There's no one there on the phone at the minute. Uh, I'm going to try something here now um, again. So bear with me. Uh, Anyway, anything else you want to discuss while I try and get this uh, (laughs) this man on the phone here for the third time, Lucky? No, I suppose like we're just I just want to kind of go back to the to the all stars um, for the come on kind as well. Um, and we do have to say thanks to all our sponsors as well, um, you know, to make sure that, you know, they're getting out there. So we have our junior sponsors, Michael Saunders Electrical. We have our intermediate sponsor is Killery Lighting Services. Obviously, our senior sponsor is um, David Roach Injury Clinic. And of course, our top scorer award and our player of the year award is kindly sponsored by Elaine Hulan from Hulan Physiotherapy. Without those people, without these local businesses, we would physically not be able to have these nights um, so we are very very grateful for them to, for um, you know especially commissioning these jerseys and getting these awards so thanks very much to them all I think I can hear something in the background so I'm going to go for fourth time lucky this time Mr <laughs> David Roach are you there sir? That is me. Hello, man. I do apologise. You're all right. You're a very busy man, uh, I know, but it's great to be able to get in contact uh, with yourself um, and to have a chat coming up to this time of the year as well. And you have been busy because not only have you been away with the FAI at uh, an international youth camp in Manchester last uh, month or last weekend even, but you were also involved with the Victory Shield team that was playing um, around Waterford and around the country uh, last week. So... You're a a well-travelled man at the minute. Yeah, look, I'm very lucky that my job brings me lots of different places. Uh, Some of them lovely, some of them uh, not so lovely, if that makes sense. We're in places like Serbia, um, Manchester, Spain, uh, Turkey, I think, at one point there. So, it's yeah, it's busy, busy, uh, you know. I hear now you're only rubbing it in, telling us with the sunshine places (laughs) that you're after being to at the minute. 
Yeah, I think that's where my mindset's at the moment. It's freezing outside, so I'm trying to think of somewhere warm, you know. <laughs> I don't blame you. Come here, we were just talking about having uh, players, and um, obviously you are the sponsor of our Come On Kind, which we will get to a bit later on. But your main focus, obviously, is injury um, and injury prevention because we're always seeing posts up from yourself to try and help us. And a fact that Anya has just alluded to before you actually came on is girls travelling to and from colleges, travelling long journeys to get back to train with the teams and that so for our players that are listening to our uh, Come On Kind podcast what tips would you give players that spend a lot of time in their car before or after they go training? Yeah, you know what that's a really interesting point actually because that is quite prevalent when you're travelling around uh, maybe 90 minutes an hour down the country to, to train with your club or to play with your club it's, it's, it's prevalent that you don't maybe plan on arriving when training starts regardless of what age you are you realistically should be at your session 20 minutes before it starts and last maybe 15 minutes of that time to do warm up basic warm ups uh, the, the smart money will be on identifying any previous injuries you've had and uh, you know warming those areas up specifically as well if if you've been with a physio before in the past and, and they've given you stuff to do, it's probably quite smart to maybe look at those areas uh, and then kind of build your, build your session from there. Is there any general exercises, David, that people can do for warm-ups on specific injuries? Um, like I know I might sound stupid on this, but is there something that can be Googled if you're not with a, a physio or it's something that a physio should actually be giving you to do before you go out onto the pitch? Yeah, do you know what? It's, that's, a, that's a really good question, man. Because I, I, I think physios for a long time now are, are have the this kind of not I won't say fear of Google, but the misinformation can be a, can be a different as well. So what we what we do say is maybe don't go and read too much into Google because they might not give you the correct you know loading that you need for a set exercise, the the right length time to hold an exercise that's specific to you. I often say is that if you're going to invest in your body, you're going to ask your body to perform at a decent level. You should have some sort of on-office relationship with a physio or someone that you trust as a health professional. Um, in that, if that happens, what what you can do is it, it's all a simple thing. We've we, again, looks we have many many teams that come and see us, and the, the lads are sometimes it's just a quick text, it's a it's a quick update how they are, and maybe a small bit of advice. Uh, trying to keep them away from injury because we know then when they do get injured that we're the ones they rely on. So to, to answer your question in full, maybe don't be Googling things. Uh, have a chat with someone you know in that profession or reach out to a physio and I think it realistically I know what result and I, I would love to help you as well, you know. You know, that's a really good point because even from my time out officiating at games as well, you can often see warm-ups being done up by people um, that might not have any kind of a background in strength and conditioning or any kind of knowledge to do warm-ups properly. And you're seeing fellas giving out instructions and you're actually cringing, thinking, oh my God, like someone is definitely going to be injured within the first couple of minutes of the game. And lo and behold, out goes the physio because it happens. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult because I suppose as sport, it, people keep asking me, oh, Jay's like David, back in my day, we no hamstring problems or no back problems and stuff. But what we're failing to recognise that the sport these days may or may not be any better than the time they played sport back in the day. But what today is definitely is a faster sport. And what fast means is means intense. And we know that one of the biggest indicators of injury is too intense injury or too intense um, exercise too quickly. So if we're not specifying who and what we want to achieve in the warm-ups, that makes sense to, uh, to make it individualised, we're in trouble. Now, I'm not saying get all the corner forwards and the half-backs together warming up, but it has to be a broad, has to be a broad kind of... I would see warm-ups when I'm warming up the Irish teams and stuff. Is They start off as a funnel, really wide for everybody, and then they specify down as they get closer to the match to game time. Yeah, just as you talk about the golden days back in yonder when the other fellas played, it always brings me back to the ad that's played for the Clash Act with Eddie Scally and the players that's having the Mars bar or the bottle of Lucasade at half time, you know, back in the early 90s and that, I mean, things have certainly changed when it comes to nutrition and diet and especially when it comes to warm-ups as well over the last 10 to 15 years. It's like this. I mean, the thing that the way I often try to describe to young athletes is that imagine that your body is like a car. It has to be fueled properly, so you put in the right, you know, right uh, petrol or diesel, what it might be. So that could be carbs, that could be, you know, porridges, whatever you need for your game. It has to have the right wheels, so you have to make sure that your body is conditioned enough for the sport. If you're carrying an injury, you need to make sure that you're looking after that and you've been given an advice. 
by a health professional what you can and can't do. And, and that's why in the clinic, Martin and, and Anya probably knows as well that when people come in and see us in the clinic, we have a private gym where we bring all of our players and athletes of, of any level, of, of any sort of fitness levels either. We bring you through a session that's going to expose you to the session that you want to go back to, if that makes sense. So there's no more guesswork. There's no more go out and try it. <laughs> there's, it's, it's, you know, proven protocols in our clinic under the guidance of a proper health professional. Well, it is a science at the end of the day and obviously you have to go and study and do things. And I know the last time that we were chatting to you here, um, you were going uh, looking at a PhD even, I think, starting in Limerick, if memory serves me right with it. Yeah, I'm a year in now and I'm stressed out. (laughs) Well, we're stressed out here the whole time and we're not even doing any kind of physical exercise, I can tell you that much. If you're you're carrying on as much as you are, Martin, you must be stressed out. I know, I think that's the other way around. She's carrying me a lot of the times, to be fair to her. Uh, Come here to me. You also have a new venture because you have uh, opened up in a different county. So you're branching out away from Kilkenny as well. So you're now down in the Dacia as well. So tell us about your new venture. Oh, don't hold that against us. Yeah, um, I have a lot of people travelling like good distances to see us, and Waterford's one of the most common one, and Cork being the one after that. So what kind of happens now is that when a few people of ours who are make maybe quite high profile, they were coming up and they're they're explaining to me there's a really good gym down in Waterford called Extreme. It's called it's a phenomenal facility. So they had an opening in their upper stair upstairs where they have a conditioning unit set up. And uh, I've been lucky to set up in there and it's meant that my water patients can come see me there and the Cork ones have less to travel and tape and stuff like that as well can come down that area too. So it's really, really handy. It's it's meant that maybe people who can't travel and stuff but have heard about us can now come and see us and I'm really happy to say it's it's going amazingly down there at the moment. So we're busy, busy. So we're just trying to provide our level of our brand of healthcare to Waterford as well. And do you have someone then down there full time, obviously, because if you're away at international duty with the FAI, etc., you're not uh, able to be in Waterford. So do you have someone in Waterford now full time? Yeah, yeah. We have uh, two different visits working at Waterford for me as well. So we're um, our staff is growing all the time and my staff are brilliant. Like, you know, and they deal with me, they have to be brilliant. But um, like, they're, uh, we, we train our staff intently uh, and we make sure they're doing things that are kept to a really high standard when I'm away in these camps and stuff as well, you know, so it's all good. Yeah, well, the FAI, we can always see the photographs and especially, but uh, tell us a little bit about what uh, recovery um, protocols or what is available for uh, athletes for recovery, um, whether they're either near Waterford or near your clinic here in Kilkenny. What's available for them uh, recovery-wise? Well, I suppose if we look at if we look at um, the main parts of recovery, I suppose as soon as your game has finished or your training has finished, that you've just partaken in, the time for recovery to the next session starts at that exact second, and it breaks down into three main areas. It breaks down to the musculoskeletal area, so it's your muscles. It breaks down to the physiological part of your body, which is how you elicit hormones and adrenaline and testosterone, and estrogen for girls. Uh, that part of things, and then there's the mental part of things as well. So when you come up to Kilkenny or even in our clinic in um, in Waterford, we have things like, you know, recovery boots, which buffer lactic acid out of the muscles. We have cryotherapy pools and cryotherapy vapor sessions, which create a hormonal response that's preferable to accelerate healing. And then we also have things like the infrared sauna, which is a phenomenal. I love my favorite, if I'm honest. Yeah. It's a session where it's uh, there's kind of a laser light kind of penetrates your skin. You sit into it. It's a three-person model. There's a radio in there or for a podcast. And you sit in there for like 30 minutes. You know, I think it burns like 400 calories. It elicits uh, a preferable insulin response. It gets rid of all toxins in your system. You just sit in there. So you're kind of hitting three main areas that I mentioned of the musculoskeletal, the nervous system and the, and the physiological part of things. Well, so do you mind me asking you about, especially about the cryotherapy and the ice baths? Yeah. Because I know I read um, an article going back there, I'd say it was about a month and a half, maybe two months ago, where they're actually now recommending that you don't use the ice baths because uh, science or this professor or whatever he was that was after doing this bit of research actually mm-hmm. says that ice baths are now bad for you and you shouldn't be using them. I think, I think what happens here, and this is, I read those studies myself, I'm quite an avid researcher, um, but what you're saying is, is that if you use cold therapy, extreme cold therapy directly after a session, so you have to understand that 
the way we get fitter, faster, stronger is we pair muscles. We pair them in, in a controlled manner through your session and whatever your session is designed. And that's probably why, like you mentioned, Marin, it's really important to have a health professional overseeing your A, your rehab and B, your fitness because there's certain reps and loads needed. But you tear these fibres and then they grow back, say, for want of a better terminology, uh, bigger and stronger and faster. Now, what they're saying is that when you, you know, uh, place those muscles in extreme cold, the synthesis and the kinesis of those tissues don't actually uh, create a preferable environment for new tissue to grow, if that makes sense. The problem, the thing is there, that study has, has uh, actually remained not mentioned the fact that that's only really preferable in the first two hours. So po- two hours post-event, you're good to go. No, well, that's always the handy way because you can always read different studies from different scientists and everyone takes it up differently. But, you know, one scientist will say one thing and another will say another thing. And somewhere in the middle, you'll always get the truth is uh, there yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, that's handy to know for the, the athletes. Um, and as we always say, the main priority is reducing the risk of injury or if you have injury to make sure that obviously you're getting the right help and that it is diagnosed properly first place that you're not being misdiagnosed for something else and you're having problems then way down the line which I've seen in a couple of our lads even at home at the minute like that that has happened to them so it's vitally important that you get the proper information day one to have your rehabilitation and being able to get back on the field as quickly and as safely as possible Yeah it's, it's so true as well and I suppose I'm probably, I'm probably speaking in layman's terms and as a, as a a play amateur player myself is that like I think experience and diagnosis comes down to it and if I'm honest with you you can have any PhD letters behind your name um, it's down to your experience and your results and so we're quite lucky I suppose that people will travel quite far to see us mainly not because of the letters behind our names <laughs> it's actually because of the results that we get and that happens through experience and understanding and, and reading and around these these situations as well so it's it's really important that as this business and profession grows which is physiotherapy that we that we are seeing you know recognised professionals and health professionals as well if, if we're possible Exactly and as obviously we are bringing you on to talk about fitness because you're not only a fitness guru but you are one of our sponsors as well of the Come On Kind team of the year and it's your second year being involved in it and last year I mean it was a phenomenal for our first year and the exposure um, that was given and everybody loved the jerseys and your logo um, in particular and the ones that was getting and obviously it's going to be the same this year um, so yeah it's great that you have been associated with us and we sincerely thank you for your continued sponsorship for oh, us listen, not at all I'm, I'm a proud Kilkenny man I, even though I'd gone away and I'd studied in the UK and, and down in Wales and stuff and all that I, I was always going to come home and I'm a fierce proud Kilkenny man especially as a father of a young girl myself the camogie side of things really speaks to me and uh, I think it's really important that we, we support uh, our teams and, and especially camogie and, and female sports in particular especially so they're, it's all getting up to scratch I think but it definitely needs that, that more of a push so I'm delighted to be involved and it's got some really good uh, chats and comments with different people off the back of the last year too so again very happy very proud to be involved well it's certainly something that we're delighted with as well and it won't be long until your little one has a hurl in her hand if she doesn't already and being out in the middle of a field flaking somebody at one stage and you never know it might bring you in an extra bit of business as well well that's the aim anyway you know <laughs> keep her keep her pulling pull hard and pull plenty exactly well David as we said we really do appreciate your sponsorship it's great to be able to talk with you all things fitness and get all of your expertise as well and give it out to all of our players that hopefully can help them along their playing journey and through whether they have injuries or help them to prevent injuries in the first place as well and it's always a pleasure having you on thanks a million thanks a million appreciate it perfect that is David Roach of course the owner uh, and uh, fitness guru of the Roach Injury Sports Clinic who is one of our main Come On Kind team of the year sponsors Anya fourth time lucky we did get him on eventually that brings us to an end of our programme I know we waffled on a small little bit what we were trying to do Uh, the phone but things never go to plan you can have everything sorted out and something always crops up along the line but my thanks as always to Anya and Lillian here in studio it has been pleasurable as always it's great we're going to go have another Zoom call and another row now and see if we can 
put a few more uh, faces to a couple of jerseys for the team of the year but don't forget the big match this weekend coming up is James Stevens and St Bridget's in their Leinster Intermediate Semi-Final and a date for your diary to hold on to as well is the Come On Kind Team of the Year announcement of the three teams the Senior, the Intermediate and the Junior on the 2nd of December being streamed live with details to follow but it will start at 7pm from us all here in the studios in KCLR don't forget wherever you get your podcast normally of uh, a week that you can listen to is just go download it it is available through the KCLR 96 FM app or on scoreline.ie just keep an eye out for us and it will be live later on this evening as well but until next week when we will be previewing the All Stars and much more Kamogi it's goodbye from myself and Anya here in the studio thanks bye this is come on kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmy.